When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everybody, and welcome to Boom Tracker, your source for Auburn Tiger recruiting news and updates, a part of the E2C Network, brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. I'm your host, Dallas Ham. And I am joined by your other host of this show, uh, my friend, Justin Hossler. What is up, Justin? What's up, brother? How you doing out there? I am great, man. How are you doing today? I'm um, doing well, doing well. We've got uh, quite a show in store for today. Thank you for that warm welcome, and uh, thank you to the E2C Network who brings us uh, this podcast and just uh, an awesome group of guys and lady out there. Um, so shout out to the network, E2C. Thanks for uh, having us on here at War Eagle. Yeah, we are very blessed. Um, our network is just shameless plug. It, it's a really mighty fine network, and uh, everybody does a lot of good work. And uh, so we're just thrilled and blessed to be a part of it. Um, we're having to pick up this week because there was so much to talk about last week, and that's never a bad thing. It's really a great thing, and I am very excited about this week's episode because there's a lot of basketball news, a lot of football news. Um, We talked a good bit about baseball last week. Um, But, you know, a lot to be excited about around Auburn University. And um, I think we'll pick up, I think it's our best interest to pick up where we left off um, on the last show um, talking about basketball recruits and uh, some of those guys that are going to be visiting campus soon and um some you know news and updates on those guys and we'll kind of transition after that we can transition into some football stuff but uh let's talk a little bit about where we left off last time with some of those top 50 players that have scheduled some visits this fall to Auburn um we talked a little bit about uh Greg Brown toward the end of the show last week everybody knows about Greg and the talent that he brings, and he's going to be visiting Iron Bowl weekend. That'll be November the 30th, um, and that's going to be huge to get him on campus. Um, Let's transition from him over to a guy that I know that you're really excited about, and the more that I have looked into him, I have also become very excited because it seems like we have a really good shot at him, Um, and that would be Jalen Green, and he is going to be visiting Auburn um at the end of this month um on 9:26 during the Mississippi State uh football weekend um he's a 6 foot 5 170 pound shooting guard out of prolific prep in Napa California he's a consensus five star and he has Memphis Auburn and Kentucky all in the mix for him um Give us your thoughts, Justin, on Jalen Green, and and we'll kind of get like we talked about last time. We'll do kind of a maybe a prediction um, percentage. I mean, he's just a one one of a kind athlete. He reminds me a lot, um, in a way, of Michael Jordan. I'm not saying that he's like the next Michael Jordan, but just the way that he plays is a lot like Michael Jordan. He's able to get his teammates. It is, and it's uh, and a lot of people have also compared him to. Uh, Victor Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers and another guy who him and Michael Jordan have a very similar game they're not uh, Oladipo and and I'm not saying Jalen Green is the next Michael Jordan at all but just like their style of play kind of a combo guard he can shoot he can score from really all over the court he gets to the basket but he's also able to get all of his teammates involved he makes everyone else on the court better he's really quick he's got a really smooth shot um, I mean, the more I watch him play, the more film I watch on him, it, it, he just he looks better and better. He's the number three recruit in the 2020 class 
combo guard, like you mentioned, out of uh, prolific prep. He's got, you know, he's got some teammates over at that at that school. Namari Burnett, who Auburn has had interest in, but it looks like he's uh, just about all but committed and and done with uh, Alabama. So that'd be really cool to get um, those two having that little that little bit of a battle between Auburn and Alabama um, on, on their way, uh, from prolific prep in, in Napa, California. And I know Bruce was, uh, Bruce was in town visiting with him this week. I think it might've been on Monday earlier this week. And, uh, and, and just hearing that, just knowing that Bruce is in, in town, in town and visiting him and visiting his family within, you know, a couple months of the, uh, what is it? November 14th. Uh, November 13th is the national early signing day for basketball. So, uh, you know, just a couple months out and, and Bruce is, Bruce is hot. Bruce is up in there and getting to know him and getting to talk with his family. And so that makes me really pumped up. And I, I mentioned, I know you were on the live show as well on Monday night. And, uh, uh, I mentioned in there that uh, I'm I'm feeling better and better about Jalen Green as as the days go on and the more I hear about it and uh, I I think that's how a lot of things are gonna or a lot of these kind of how it's gonna go with a lot of these guys where uh, over the next couple months we well, month and a half really we're gonna hear quite a bit and um, I think that things are heating up with Jalen and with some of these other guys like Greg Brown who you mentioned and. And let's let's really hope for uh, Walker Kessler, who I'm really big on. But I think that a lot of this is happening because of how I think just the perception of how solid Sharif Cooper is with Auburn. And I and I'm and I'm pretty sold on Sharif right now. We are on on uh, Sharif Watch, which that reminds me, Dallas, you you got night duty tonight, so I do. Make sure you and, got your uh, coffee. Yeah, don't remind me. I. You know, I tried to get some good sleep last night while you were on night duty, and uh, it just didn't work out for me too good. So I'm real excited about tonight, you know, and probably not going to get any news, but that's well, okay. You I, know, we do it. We do it for the people. And I think that, uh, well, like I said, I, I think that a lot of this is these other recruits, are, things are starting to heat up with us and them because of uh, because of Sharif. And, and so uh, as you wish, I, I, I hope the same thing that, you know, the sooner the better. Um, Sharif, we're ready for you. Me and Dallas have, uh, we've been waiting for you as have the rest of the Auburn family and Auburn faithful. So, uh, anyway, yeah, Jalen Green, huge, huge recruit, number three recruit in the country, um, potential lottery pick, you know, going forward. And, and, uh, I don't want to project out too far, but you know, this is a potential lottery pick. This guy is probably by all means necessarily ready for the NBA already. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think he will project as an NBA lottery pick. I think that is one thing that we can say about several of these guys that we're going to be talking about. Um, and I really think that is so wild to me how well Auburn is doing and how you know much of an impact Bruce and his staff have made. And um, you know, I am a lot like you in the fact that I think Jalen Green is definitely one of the biggest pieces that we could add to this ball team um within this next year and he he's everything that you described him and hyped him up to be he really is he can distribute the ball but but scoring is is his wheelhouse and um he is effective on both sides of the court i mean he he has all the intangibles of a of a pull-up jumper i mean he slashes to the rim everything you said about him is spot on and um i just think that to be honest with you, and let me ask you this because I don't want to be wrong on this. Um, I should have looked uh, before we started the show, but is, is Jalen the one earlier this week that they said that he withdrew his name yeah. in the hat for Kentucky? Yeah, there was, yes, there was some uh, noise that he was kind of, uh, you know, just kind of done with uh, Kentucky, us, and I believe it was uh, Southern Cal, and he has since gone public and said that no Auburn is still in fact um in the running and Kentucky is officially out of the running so uh bye-bye coach Cal it's it's yeah. always fun waving bye to you so um uh but yeah we're still in the mix for Jalen Green and that that is who you're thinking of he, there's some miscommunication I'm not sure how that that uh went about but yeah that's that's who you're thinking of for sure yeah, I, th I thought that was right. I thought I didn't want to say it and then be wrong about it, but I thought that was him. And um, to me, with him saying, "Okay, bye, Kentucky," you know, I'm I'm letting y'all down easy. 
um, while I can. I I'm gonna put I'm gonna put him, Justin. I'm gonna put him at about eighty five percent in the Auburn at this point. Really, you're going that strong. I mean, I listen. I would love to see it, and I and I'm going up, and I'm and I'm con- I'm trending up positively on Jalen Green. I don't think I'm quite up there yet, but I'm I'm definitely in like the mid seventy range. Okay. Um, so I mean, but like you were saying, Dallas, like some of these guys who who were looking at who we're super interested in right now uh Jalen Green Greg Brown Walker Kessler Sharif Cooper Cam Thomas Jamin Brakefield uh a lot of these guys I think almost everyone that I just named those are all five-star guys like all top 30 top 40 recruits um you know most of them in the in the top 20s who I mentioned but what sticks out to me or or I guess what I would get the most excited about is obviously it's like some pairing of Sharif Cooper and one, even just one or two, maybe three of these other guys. Like, obviously, you know, we're talking about quite a few different people in the mix right now. But um, and and I don't think it's realistic that we're going to land like seven five star recruits or um, or even say I don't think anyone's landing seven five star recruits this year at all. Maybe Penny Bagman Bagman. Um, No, I'm kidding. But. Or am I kidding? I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? But no, I mean, what what would really be cool to me, though, is if we were able to get, you know, Sharif and, you know, like Jalen and Walker. I think those those are the three that I'm the biggest on. And I think I'm the biggest on those three because when I watch them play, like they're all they're all unselfish with the ball and they like to spread it around. They like to get their teammates involved. Any one of the three are able to pop off for 20, 30, who knows, 40 a game. But, um, you know, all three that I just mentioned, Sharif, Walker, Kessler, and uh, Jalen Green, like they're they're really unselfish players. And I think those are the players that are able to, you know, transcend a program and and just continue. And if we're going to take that next step, you know, there's going to be times in, in the season where we're going to have to be unselfish and we're going to have to realize that, hey, I'm not hot right now. I got to get someone else involved who is hot. So... You know, those are the three that I'm probably the. I, I think those are the mo- one, the three that I'm most confident on, confident on. But I'm also probably the most excited about those three. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, those three are mighty fine ball players for us to be excited about and to put in the top three that we're most excited about for sure. That's great. That's a great list. I'm definitely with you. Um, well, you mentioned him in what you just said. We'll move on to him now. Um, We'll talk a little bit about Cam Thomas. He is also visiting oh, the same weekend. I, I'm so glad that you want to talk about Cam Thomas because, like I said, we, we could talk about, you know, 10, 12 of these guys who, who, you know, and we've probably mentioned at least 15 basketball recruits over the three episodes, three plus episodes that we've done. But Cam Thomas, um, I don't want to steal your thunder, but yeah, Cam Thomas is a guy Point, he's a point guard out of um, Oak Hill Academy. If you don't know about Oak Hill Academy, it's a institution right outside of D.C. And um, there have been so many talented basketball players. Some of the best basketball players of all time have come from Oak Hill Academy. Uh, it's one of the most prolific high school athletics programs in the entire country. Kevin Durant went there. Carmelo Anthony uh, one of my favorite guys, I don't know, I, I don't want to say he's my favorite, but I really like Steven Jackson, um, Brandon Jennings, Steve Blake. There's been so many guys who have come out of Oak Hill Academy, and that, that would just be really cool, I think, for Auburn to, you know, we're already a big player for him right now, but that would be really cool for us to be able to to get someone from there who's, you know, it, it seems like anyone who comes out of there is, is destined for greatness. So, I mean, they've probably got, that high school has probably got 30 to 40 former or uh, players who've gone on to play in the NBA. So, um, yeah, what what do you got on for uh, Cam Thomas? Yeah, I think what you said is some fantastic insight. I'm glad you shared that because, uh, you know, I think a lot of times we don't really see those big schools. We don't see an Oak Hill Academy um, or get a player from a big program like that. And you're right, they have produced some mighty fine athletes, and uh, and he is w- one of the next in line. Um you know, he's six foot three, he's 180 pounds, he's a shooting guard, point guard. Um, you said it, he's a five-star athlete, and he's looking at schools like NC State, uh, UConn, LSU, and Auburn is in the mix as well. Uh, he's he's average size uh, for his position, um, and 
where he kind of maybe lacks in strength in some areas. Um, he he scores the ball so well quick. through contact. He, yeah, he does. yeah, he is, and uh, he finishes really good. Yeah, he he has long arms. Um, he's got good quickness and and really good athletic ability. Um, he's he's a pretty confident and effective driver as well. Um, and he's pretty tricky when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, and he does a really good job of creating space if you watch him when he is you know off the bounce for to get shot shot opportunities. Um, and he's a really good shooter from mid ranges uh, out to the three ball as well, um, both off the bounce and the catch. Um, you know there is a lot of potential with him on the defensive side of the ball, um, as quick as he is laterally, and um, he's got really good length and, and a lot of good yeah. instinct. Um, and he, as we said about Jalen Green, should end up hopefully developing into an NBA draft pick. Absolutely, and Cam Thomas is a—he's one—he's a, he's a ter- terrific perimeter defender. He's able to guard, you know, all three wing posi- or you know, all three uh, perimeter positions, and so yeah, Cam Thomas, like you said, he's—he's a, he's a guy who on the defensive side can make a make a huge difference for sure. Yes, I believe he will, and uh, and I think that he is a guy we need to keep our eye on moving forward. Um, he will be visiting, as I said earlier, the same weekend with Jalen Green. Uh, Mississippi State weekend, which is next weekend um, on the 26th of September. Uh, how confident are you with Cam? Still, right now, I'm not. I'm not too high on Cam yet. Um, I'll probably put Cam Thomas. I put my dial at like 33. Okay, so he's, he's up solid. there. I think he's yeah. I, I'm like you. You know, like we talked about though. He just he's got. Uh, I think we got a little bit of work to do with you know lsu and um connecticut or uconn nc state there's you know some other schools that he's still shown some interest to i think that sure. nc state and uconn a little closer to home for him so uh virginia kids so i think that um you know i'd, I'd say probably like 33 i think he's okay. one that i'm not i'm not too high on yet but i would love for us to for things to heat up with him absolutely okay so you got him at 33 if you're you know, you say thirty three. I'll say, uh, I'll say thirty. You, I knew you were going to do 30. that. Yeah, I, I, I will. Low, I'll lowball you either on this th- one. I thought you'd come in at either thirty two or thirty four. So I guess thirty is actually pretty respectful. I'll, I'll take. Yeah, that. I was, I was going, I, like I was it. going between thirty and thirty five, and I said, you know what, I'm going to, lo- I'll lowball Justin here, and just, you know, okay. don't, don't want to copy or anything. So let's lowball and hope for the best. But yeah, I mean, I like he, it. he. Sometimes, and you know this, like sometimes it is hard to kind of project these things, but it's it's a little fun to say, hey, like, you know, this is where we feel he's at. And, and basically when you say 33 and I say 30, it it's really not like we're, we're, we're kind of more so in that sense. We're like, oh, we're kind of just having fun with it because in the end, you know, as this thing heats up, it will become more clear. So at this point, like right. when we say, oh, I think 33 and I think 30, that's just kind of us being like, well, right now we really don't know. I mean, because you know we can we can do our best when it kind of heats up a little bit to to give you a more accurate prediction and percentage of what we really think. But in the sense of like Jamie or like uh, Cam here, um, it's one of those things where me and you really probably just don't have the updated information in terms of like where his head's at. So, but right. that will come out. I mean, that will show itself more. Uh, as it will with guys like um, Jalen Green and and some of the other guys we're going to talk about, and uh, it, it, it's just a process. And so on something like this, we're just having a little fun. But there are some guys I think we do feel a little more strongly about, but um, where their heads at. But let's uh let's talk about a guy you're high on, a guy I'm high on. We talked about him on a previous show, uh, Mr. Jamin Brakefield. Uh, he is visiting. Uh, or he visited, he already visited, um, he visited Tulane weekend, so two weekends ago, um, September the 6th, he's a 6'8", 210-pound power forward out of Huntington Prep in Huntington, West Virginia, um, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Auburn, Louisville, all in the mix, he is a four-star, he is a very, very fun guy to watch on the court. Oh, he's a leaper, this guy can jump out of the gym, this guy has some serious bounce, um, he's got hops, whatever, however you want to put it. Like this guy can get to the basket and 
finished so strong and in he's so fun to watch he's just a very explosive guy um i don't know i don't know if i have like an nba someone i would compare him to in the nba but um i don't know maybe like a like an aaron gordon maybe um just a guy that can absolutely just jam the ball so uh yeah jamin breakfield um what were you saying about his his recent visit no i'm just saying that he uh he had his yeah. visit uh two lane weekend so he's already been on campus he's already had his weekend and i i you know i know you're the same way as me i hope he gets to come back soon oh absolutely i think the more time that any of these recruits when it comes to basketball baseball football soccer uh whatever i think the most you know the more time that they're spending on campus drinking the tumors lemonade i think the more the better absolutely a tumors lemonade is mighty fine my friend oh the best in the business and i like i like the strawberry tumors lemonade like you know i sometimes i, I get a hankering for the strawberry lemonade rather than the regular i don't not like it but i'm a i'm a og just give me some some lemon some sugar and some water that's a, that's all i need i don't need no strawberries I'll drink it any way you like give you. it to me, you know? I don't need that bougie lemonade, Dallas. We don't drink that out here. Bougie. Tumors <laughs> is bougie. Oh, come on. No, but seriously, um, you know, the more the more that we can get these guys on campus and just interacting with, with the team and, and checking out our facilities and just what Auburn has to offer, the more the better, absolutely. Yep, I agree 100%. That, you know, Auburn, we've said it before, we'll say it again, Auburn sells itself, but it definitely helps to have some of the things that we have and uh, and a coach and a coaching staff like we have to get the job done on some of these guys. Um, Jamin uh, has really good size for a forward. Um, he's pretty smooth out there. Uh, he's a skilled left-hander, stretches the defense with his shooting, um, has the ability to score off the dribble, um, much like Cam Thomas, uh, pretty adequate ball handler and passer and, and a good rebounder and defender. Uh, and he plays with a lot of passion if you watch his game. Uh, and from what I determine and from what a lot of other people determine, he should develop into a first-round draft selection. Um, that's based on um, real true scouts that have watched him play. That's exactly how they feel about it. So it's exciting. Um, really hope that Jamin comes to Auburn and you know, honestly, I don't know that I'll give a, a percentage for Jamin, but uh, I will say that uh, I, I feel I feel pretty strong that in the end we'll make a push. Yeah, I think that I, we should do some clarifying on our system here. So, like, it's when we say forty percent, thirty percent, we're not saying like this this percent of people that we're hearing from or whatever. Like, it's it's not an official system. We have not like formulated an algorithm to to do this. It's kind of like our meter of how confident like just like where we feel where you know with how strong they are to Auburn so yeah I want to I think that uh I have Jamin on my on my meter at like 35 where I that kind of just puts me in the thing where it's like I would probably put us in his top three right now where I think there's I think most people with Jamin are probably putting it putting uh Kentucky Ole Miss um I think they're probably putting him ahead of us definitely and I think that we're kind of I think we're like that third player. I think that's that's kind of that's kind of how I see our our little rating dial percentage meter type thing. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I you know, like I said, I mentioned it. You know, more more so fun. I mean, as as the recruiting season heats up for basketball, these predictions will become a little more detailed and a little more. You know, these percentages will heat up and or or go cold. I mean, based on. Yeah really how we determine these guys where their head's at um, and from other things that we look into. Um, this is a big guy, uh, Cliff Omarui. Uh, he visited last weekend, Kent State weekend, 6'11", 230 pounds, Justin. He is from Rossell Catholic in Rossell, New Jersey. Four-star yeah. center, big guy. Kentucky, Rutgers, Auburn, all three in the mix. This guy is impressive. Yeah, another another top fifty guy in the country. I think he's the number forty seven national um, <clears throat> nationally ranked right now. I think six eleven. Such a raw athlete. Um, I haven't watched a ton of film on him, but I know I know you have some some extra some insider inf- information on him. Yeah, he uh, he is one of those guys, Justin. That uh, I look at him and I say, well, you know what? If you come to Auburn, big guy. I wouldn't mind having you and Walker Kessler on the same team. 
Yeah, and they're um, going to hit up the buffet together. The buffet. Yep. And uh, so with Cliff, uh, here's what I got. And uh, here's what Auburn fans can, if they want to look into Cliff a little bit, uh, they can know about him. Uh, he is, his physique and uh, body build is impressive. Um, he's got really good strength, Justin. He is more of a power guy than a fluid guy. Um, he is an at the rim score, uh, kind of, kind of limited a little bit offensively. Um, but he dominates the paint with his rebounding. And I'm going to tell you something at Auburn, Auburn fans want a rebounder. They want somebody who can shot, uh, block the shot and they want somebody who will finish at the rim because that is our worst nightmare half the time um is rebounding and, and boxing out and trying to finish when you when you get it um yeah trying to go does against all those... uh, a few seven footers at, from South Carolina is always fun especially when you got like a 64 guy that's your top rebounder it's 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 a nightmare it's the worst right. thing ever and Cliff Omarui does all these things really well um he Dallas, he needs you, to develop you say that Sorry, you say that name really smooth. Can you say it one more time for us? Cliff Omarui. Ugh. Omarui. Um, Wanogo or Igbenogany. Um, you know, so wow, Omarui, Cliff off. Omarui. Well, I mean, you know, the people, they, they talk about this southern drawl. Um, there it and is. I don't know, and I don't know that uh, they would expect me to be able to present, uh, to be able to say some of these, you know, maybe nigerian names um but i I can handle them all right you know but uh anyway so with cliff he uh he he can he can stand to develop a little bit on his offensive skill set but uh he also based on what we know and based on what the scouts have seen out of him he could also develop into an nba draft selection and in their opinion he should i agree 100 percent um you know like i said there's there's so many of these guys who we've been talking about that Almost all these guys are top forty, top fifty guys in the country. And when it's when it's basketball, basketball is a lot different than than football and, and baseball. They're all just different animals. But um, you know, in football, you'll hear about the the top one hundred, the top uh, one fifty, or whatnot. In basketball, there's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's like two hundred Division One basketball schools. There's just so many more options in basketball and baseball as well than in football. So. Um, you know, top forty, top fifty. Those are those are guys who are are kind of just being groomed and kind of putting the final touches on getting ready for the NBA. Like these guys are all you know one one step, maybe maybe two steps behind these guys in the NBA right now. Yes, and you said it with the as many teams as there are in NCAA basketball. I mean, even the ones that make it into the tournament, um, March Madness in the field of sixty four. I mean, you know, Auburn plays several of these teams. This season, I think Auburn's got Davidson, uh, Steph Curry's mm-hmm. alma mater. I think they've got St. Louis at some point in one of the tournaments. Um, yeah. And I think Davidson is a part of one of the tournaments. I mean, these are teams that aren't like, you know, like when we watch football, they're not a part of the, you know, the FBS. But, like, I mean, there's so many teams. I mean, tr- I mean, really, it, it's all it's all relevant in terms of basketball. These Some of these smaller teams can come in and whoop your butt. Yep. And what you see a lot of the times is the you know the smaller schools are usually led by some upperclassmen, whereas you know the Power Five schools will have some some more high performing underclassmen. And you know we've been one of those one of those Power Five SEC schools that have been led by you know upperclassmen, juniors and seniors in recent years. We've had a ton of success, so it's just like a whole different ball game that we're playing when we when we're We've got our eye on, you know, six, seven, eight, five stars and, you know, a handful of four stars and, and you know, 15 guys in the top 100. You know, there's guys in the top 100 who've got some, you know, pretty serious interest in Auburn right now who we haven't even mentioned because we're, you know, so focused on some of these these really high um, <clears throat> high caliber guys. So um, it's just a really exciting time around Auburn basketball. And, you know, when you see every time you hear about, or read about Bruce making another visit, you know, going to visit a, a player or a coach, sitting in on a camp. I know that the uh, NBA scouts were at Auburn Pro Day. I think it was yesterday. It might have been today. You know, it's just it's just a really fun time around Auburn basketball right now. And 
you know, for myself, I, it's been, you know, for the longest time, it was like, you know, we get really excited about, about the, you know, obviously our team, but not, not a ton of success. And then now we're like part of the mix. We're part of the March Madness. And last year we were just like so enthralled in it and kind of being that underdog that made it to the final four. And, um, you know, after, after, a uh, the first game against New Mexico State, I believe it was New Mexico State, um, you know, we essentially won at the buzzer and it was like, you know, wow, that was like our toughest test up until we got to the final four, you know, after playing Kansas, Kentucky and North Carolina. So it's just a really fun time around basketball and, and recruiting is heating up and um, I'm just really excited to hear where some of these guys decide to go. That was uh, really good stuff that you just shared. I want to tell you, and I'm very thankful that you said that about um, the that Auburn is led by upperclassmen, and, and you are 100% spot on, my friend, with that, because you said it, Kentucky, um, you know, Kansas, which Kansas is a little different. Um, they had some older guys, I think, this past season, but... Um, you know, North Carolina, though a lot of those teams, they are led by freshmen. They are overrun by them, and next thing you know, they're gone, and somebody else has to step up that's a freshman the next season. Um, a lot of them are one-and-done guys. Um, but when it comes to Auburn the past few seasons, they've been successful with older players, uh, some that have transferred and some that have came in and waited their turn and, and have really learned a lot and grown. Um, so what you just said was, I think, probably in this show, probably one of the most valuable things that's going to come out of this episode. Um, that's really good stuff, and I'm glad that you said it. Um, real quick, tell us a little, uh, some more thoughts, and I know I don't think the people get tired of hearing it because they're straight ballers. Uh, Walker Kessler and Sharif Cooper, they are also likely candidates to visit Auburn sometime this football season. What does that look like to you? Well, to me, like I, I think we've talked about it in at least once, once or twice in the show, is that uh, you know we recruit well, really well in in Atlanta, and so you know I think that I think that we're big players. You know, being able to for those kids to stay close to home, an hour and a half, two hours from home, and you know, mom, and dad get to come watch pretty much every game, every home game that you play in, and a handful of away games for, you know, and it's not, not a, a huge, like a, a journey or a road trip for them. Like, I, I think that's going to play a big part in Sharif and Walker and Walker's recruitment. And, and like I said, those are two of the guys that I'm like the most excited about and who I think that we have like the, the best chance at getting, um, you know, so I think that as, you know, as we approach that November 13th, date i think that i think that we're going to see some really good trends and some really good things especially when it comes to especially when it comes to those two i think that those two sharif and and walker I'm, i think that uh good things are in the future for for us and them and i i think it's uh i i've got walker at like a 70 on my meter and i've got sharif at and i don't want to jinx anything we're we're not in the business of of uh superstition and not even mm-hmm. little stition either but um, I'm going to put Sharif at like 95. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, I'm right there on Sharif. I'm with you. I think Sharif poses the bigger right now in terms of uptick. He's the exciting one, the most, like I said, in terms of uptick because of the, just basically the buzz around him and, and how a lot of things keep pointing Auburn's way with him. Um, Answer me this, because um, you know this. Um, so, with that November thirteen date, does that that's just our early period? They don't have to sign during that time. I believe so. This is this is the early signing day for basketball, um, November thirteenth. So, kind of it's kind of similar to football, where there's just there's an early period, and then there's uh, a national signing day, which will be which okay. will come, uh, I believe, in February. So, knowing that. Here's my thoughts on this. Um, I think if you're going to get, possibly with Greg Brown, the two biggest recruits um, to come to Auburn it, to visit, um, I'm thinking a Georgia or an Iron Bowl weekend for those two. Oh, yeah. You want to you wanna save your best for last. And, and those two, I mean, you and I have been to an Iron Bowl together. I've been to the last several Auburn-Georgia 
Deep South oldest rivalry games in Auburn, and the atmosphere is just unrivaled. There's, I, I mean, I've been around national champion, you know, growing up in Arizona. We've got the Fiesta Bowl and Super Bowl has been hosted there several times, and I've been in that atmosphere, Final Fours in Phoenix, and you know, I, one of my favorite things is to travel and just experience you know, kind of those bucket list sports games, you know, Fenway Park with the Yankees and Red Sox. And, and honestly, just Iron Bowl weekend and, and even Georgia weekend, it's just, it's just, it just hits differently as the, as the kids say these days, it's, it, it slaps, you know, it's, it, it's a weekend that like everyone just gets on board and, and it's, it's, it just feels so good. You wake up in the morning and, and it's like, it's, it just feels so much different. And so, yeah, having those guys on, saving, saving some of those big dates for, you know, those, those top targets, like it, it would be huge. Absolutely. I am. And thank you for that. That, that is perfect. Um, I want you to know that I am. Are you tickled to death? I am tickled to death, tickled pink because the football program made a big boy move this weekend. And Mr. Ladarius Tennyson committed to Auburn over the weekend during the Kent state game. And I just, golly, man. Boom. Yeah. I mean, you Yeah, you committed at halftime like that's that's awesome. Like I someone I saw someone tweet this that Auburn got a big win before um I think before the game even start well, I guess before the second half even started. Um the Darius Tennyson, we talked about him on episode 1. He you know, he brings us to 19 commits for the 2020 cycle. It bumps us back up to the number 7 spot or the number 10 spot depending on where you look, but um, you know, four-star athlete out of Rockledge, Florida. Um, he's, we talked about him. He's, he's a really good athlete, plays both sides of the ball. Um, uh, but he's, he's projected to join fellow 2020 guys, Chris Thompson Jr. and Marco Domio in the defensive backfield. So, um, Tennyson, he's a stud. You should, if you have time to watch his, his huddle or his, uh, highlight tapes, like this, this guy's a stud. He, I mean, even on offensive side, like we said, he's going to probably projects to be a defensive back. But even when, like when he's running the ball, he's just bouncing off of people. And, you know, that that could go a long ways as far as, you know, getting off a block. But um, he, he's he got athleticism and balance. Like he, he gets knocked around so hard. He's like a pinball out there, kind of kind of like Shivers. And I don't he doesn't have the speed that Shivers has. But, you know, when you see Shivers this past weekend and, um, a guy like Darren Sproles, even like he kind of reminds me of, of of those type of guys. He's a little little undersized, but he's just so athletic. He just doesn't go to the ground. Um, and on the defensive side, like he just gets after it. He'll light you up, is what he'll do. I mean, you know, you say bouncing around like a pinball. He does that. I mean, he does that on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he will go lay a lay the wood on somebody on somebody's offense and. uh He's you kind of talked about it, a little undersized. He's only five foot nine. He's one hundred ninety three pounds. Um, and you're right. He's he's going to play on the defensive side of the ball for Auburn. Um, he will play uh, majority nickel. Um, for the Auburn defense and for Kevin Steele. Yeah, and you're you're right. It is that's a perfect uh thing for him. And uh, really excited about him joining us. Yeah, Dallas. So he's going to play nickel um, and, you know, he's going to join, like I said, Chris Thompson Jr. and Marco Domio, those two guys that we were able to get out of the state of Texas in the backfield. And, um, you know, these three alone really make it a, a really, really strong defensive back class for Coach McGriff and Coach Steele. I know Cody Burns was also um, one of the main recruiters for Tennyson. But, um, you know, I think that with Jeremiah Denson and Daniel Thomas both leaving after this season. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of these guys see some significant playing time next season. I think that next year's defense um, is going to be a lot. I know next year's defense is going to be a lot younger. Um, and I don't necessarily think that that's going to lead to a drop off as far as production or efficiency goes. But um, I, I would just predict that, you know, next year the offense will carry a little more of the load earlier on. Um, but, yeah, I think that these guys are, are – I feel like they're all three of these guys are going to be able to make an impact. And, you know, we've got Smoke Monday and a couple other young defensive guys still still uh, going to be there next season. And, and I think these guys are going to be a, a great fit, and especially 
Tennyson. I think that Tennyson's got just kind of that it factor. And when you watch him play, he's got he's got like deceptive speed. And and I know people say that about people, and it doesn't really make sense. Like how is speed deceptive? But you watch him, and it's like his legs are barely moving, but he is just going so much faster. It's um, he's like a men playing with boys out there. They will, you know, they'll they'll gel together. Um, and that's one of the best things to me about a Kevin Steele defense, and especially Kevin Steele defense at Auburn has been this ability to have that depth and that has been a part of the reason why the defense has been so successful um just the ability to bring in guys and trust them and and all that good stuff but as with new guys coming in and learning the system there there will be that learning curve you know and they'll have to they'll have to take their hits and their and their misses and and take them in stride and learn from them and, and that learning curve will help them get better um but I agree with you 100%. These guys, Chris Thompson Jr., Marco Domeo, and, and Tennyson, that, they will all three, I believe, have the ability to play and, and play often and play early uh, next season with some of these guys departing from us, um, Denson and Davis. And, you know, those are huge losses for Auburn, especially with the way that Jeremiah Denson has been playing this season. I mean, he, to me, stands out so big for, for Auburn oh, each week. He's been a stud this season, and he's been a stud his whole time at Auburn. And I think this weekend's matchup, I think he's going to get a little extra motivated um, to play against A and M. That's where he, you know, suffered an injury a couple years back, and is is a gruesome injury. And I think that uh, I think this weekend, you know, he's going to really step up and have a big game. But yeah, we're going to miss him, and we're going to miss Daniel Thomas. I remember it must have been a 2013. Uh, Iron Bowl, Daniel Thomas was, well, maybe it's 2014, I can't remember. Daniel Thomas, though, was, uh, what year was that? I can't remember. Anyway, was, Daniel uh, Thomas is. I think it was the year. Um, 15? I think it was 16. 16? See, it was the year before we beat them and Jordan Hare. And Jordan Hare. Just, um, that's right. That's right. And it just feels to me, though, like he's been around for so long and he's been making big plays for so long. So, right. you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to miss those guys, but we've got some guys coming up that are, you know, really someone some people to get excited about and some guys that are going to fit really really well in Kevin Steele's defense yes and let's shift over to the offensive side of the ball real quick Auburn last week offered 2021 uh, offensive lineman Anthony Rosas uh, out of Baldwin Park California Sierra Vista High School Uh, he's six foot four 270 pound offensive tackle um right now Justin his commit his his recruitment is soaring um he holds offers from Auburn Colorado Florida Kansas Penn State and there's a lot of schools that are on the up and up coming to try to put their uh hat in the ring for him uh he's a very physical guy he's got quick hands um and he here's one of the things that interests me about him and it's interesting because a lot of the times this doesn't happen on a on a collegiate football field but You'll see some pretty interesting stuff at the high school level. Um, he gets, if you watch his film, he gets to the sideline very quickly on some of their plays because he blocks defensive backs on a lot of their screen plays, and it is interesting to watch if you've seen it. Oh, absolutely. He's he's a really athletic lineman, and um, I and I think that we're gonna see. You know, like you said, his recruitment is soaring, but I think that we're gonna you're gonna we've got a really solid class for 2020 on the offensive line but um you know we're going to continue going after you know the some of the best offensive linemen in the country i mean you see it in this weekend's game like uh bailey sharp with an injury and there's been some offensive linemen shuffle like um you're gonna see auburn eat some things up with the offensive line and, and i think there's uh I think there's some other big names in the works but rosas is definitely um one of those guys he kind of reminds me of like um like a uh what's his chip not chip kelly not chip Lindsay, excuse me uh like a chip kelly oregon offensive lineman who's who's able to just get out there and push people around push defensive backs and linebackers around um you know rosas is a really talented young man yeah i agree and i think that's a good example about chip kelly's lineman they were very very talented and they were fast and they were very agile and, and pretty thin but that boy they could block i mean um they were very athletic. That's a good point, and I think you're right. I think Anthony Rosas has the ability to be like that uh, for Auburn, and, and hopefully will kind of heat up 
in terms of him. I want to talk about Amari Thomas really quick. He's a guy I'm really high on. Uh, he's six foot five, two hundred ninety nine pound defensive tackle from Briarcrest Christian in Memphis, Tennessee. He's a four star guy. Uh, he's got twenty six offers. Um, he is warm at the moment on Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee, Texas A and M, and Ole Miss. He likes the SEC. Um, twenty four seven Sports has him a hundred percent to Ole Miss. Justin, uh, he has his commitment date set for January fourth, twenty twenty. Um. I really like this guy. I like his skill set. He is being uh, recruited heavily by J.B. Grimes. He's the lead recruiter on this. And he is very versatile because he plays offensive tackle as well. He's a really good blocker. Yeah, it's it's nice when a guy is, has uh, got some experience on both sides of the ball and they kind of, they've got a good idea of like, hey, this is what this is what works for an offensive line. This is what the offensive line is trying to do to me. Um, or vice versa, you know, so it's it's nice having a player with some some good experience and some good talent and knowledge on both sides of the ball like that. Um, he he does. I mean, he excites me. Um, but at the same time, I have to understand that, uh, you know, like I said, he's warm on several of these SEC schools. Uh, they think he's 100% to Ole Miss. And, you know, it's he's a Memphis guy. Um they they say that he really likes Ole Miss, but I think, like I said, Auburn Auburn and Gus and and company and JB they they I think that it'll heat up. I think it'll heat up for Auburn. Um, he's a guy I really want us to keep an eye on because I really like him. I like his skill set, and I think he would fit in um, on Auburn's defense because Auburn's defense really needs some defensive linemen. I mean, we really need to pull in some of those guys for the defensive line coming up. Um, that's going to be one of our areas to watch um, this recruiting cycle with some key departures going to be leaving yep. after this year. Um, yeah, some some of those some of those uh, departures are going are taking place as we speak. Um, we've got you know I think that we're probably going to touch base. We're probably going to dig into this a little more on the next episode. Um, you know the transfer portal. We won't get into it right now because I think it's like one of those rabbit holes that once you start talking about it. You know, there's there's so many different polarizing ideas around the whole concept. So um, I think next episode we'll probably talk about some of these transfer portal guys. But uh, Charles Moore just this week announced that he's leaving the program and um, seemed to have been a kind of a rocky relationship from the start with him. So um, wish him all the best. I think he's going to uh, is it Jones Community College or Jones College in in Mississippi? Right. I want to say. Um, sorry if I'm if I'm saying that wrong, but. Um, so, you know, there's, there's guys in the transfer portal coming out of Auburn and coming to Auburn, hopefully too. So I, you know, the transfer portal is something that we're going to definitely dig into and kind of give you guys some insight into, but, um, yeah, like you said, we, we need more defensive linemen We're we, we like to shuffle them around. We like to keep them fresh. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll be in the running for, for a few more too. It's interesting to see who we'll go after. Absolutely. And Charles's time at Auburn has been a little tumultuous. Um, I hate to well, see him go. He's a really talented yeah. guy, but he had his he had a little, some issues um, that uh, I guess he needed to maybe work through. And uh, you know, I, I'm like you. I wish him all the best. Yeah, he's a savage um, on Twitter too. So be warned. Yeah, I he's, saw that. He's um, well, Dallas, with you know talking about the defensive line, and um, I, one last thing I want to talk about is the. You know the impact that this series with Texas A&M has on Auburn and has had on the SEC in general. It's um, you know it's one thing that when the SEC expanded in 2012 was 2013 was the first year I believe. Um, since expansion though, like our our footprint in Texas has grown and we've been able to you know across several sports we've been able to recruit a little better there and um, you know I think that there's there's two big battles that I. Th- that we're kind of in with Texas A&M right now on the football side is, um, you know, I think this game could have an impact on. And uh, we talked about the defensive line and is a four-star tackle out of uh, Briarcrest Christian, Amari Thomas. Um, he's considering Auburn and A&M amongst others. And then um, another guy, Donnell Harris, who's a defensive end. And um, he's out of Gulliver Prep. We've talked about him before in, in Miami number 50 overall recruit in the 2020 class. Um, he's both a Florida kid and a Texas A&M lean. So, you know, 
those are two hotbeds for for recruiting. Anytime you can recruit in Texas, California, Florida, any of those three states, um, you're able to have some success overall. It it, it goes to show. And so, um, you know, a, a Florida kid in this Texas A&M game, Donnell Harris. I think that you know a win this week could sway him and and possibly Amari Thomas. I think that could sway him a little more towards Auburn. And it's just a, just a waiting game. We'll wait and see. But I think it's just another, you know, huge reason as to why this matchup with A&M is, is so big. You know, obviously the SEC West, any matchup is is huge. And SEC overall is, is going to be a huge matchup. But with A&M and, and just the impact that it has on recruiting, I think that, um, you know, those are two guys to look out look out for as far as the, the result of this weekend's game goes. It has been a really big series for Auburn since they integrated into the league and it really has been something to watch over the past few years. Um, you know, the addition of them in Missouri into the conference to me has been really a welcoming thing. Um, and, and it has made, to me, it's made football season a lot more fun. Um, and it really is to me and, and to you both, it's, it's that game each year to watch to kind of use as a measuring stick because normally we kind of play them toward the first half of the season and, and it gives us a good little measuring stick on what maybe we can improve on or, or what we do good or, and, and how we can look toward the future to, to play some other teams better. That's a, that's a wrap on today's episode. We got a lot more to talk about next week. Um, it just all rolls together. Auburn family uh, it really just does and so we'll keep trucking and keep rolling on and we just want to thank y'all so much for listening um we'll talk a little bit next episode about some tight end stuff uh, uh we want to discuss the tight ends at Auburn and how they're used and how we could use them better um and how that affects our recruiting of the tight end uh and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun uh talking about that and some other things like Justin mentioned that we'll talk about next time uh Justin tell the people out there where they can reach you on social media Yep, guys, you can reach me at WardamJustin, W-A-R-D-A-M-N-J-U-S-T-I-N, and also hashtag RideForRod. And you can reach me at DHAM4AUDHAM, the number 4AU. Talk to us on on the social medias, uh, all the good stuff. We're always down for a good talk and discussion and a good time. Uh, Thank you all so much again for listening, Justin. It has been fun as always. Um, always good to, to chop up a little bit about Auburn recruiting and, and talk about those big booms. Uh, we'll continue next week uh, talking about some other things like we mentioned. Uh, enjoyed it, brother, uh, and War Eagle to you. Thanks, y'all. War Eagle. War Eagle Dallas. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?